Consensus 1234 invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Heath Franklin. Good morning, everybody. It's me, Tony Martin. That man over there is the king of prizes, Ed Cavalier. Give him a round. Thank you, that tone. Plastic bag full of prizes. I don't want to know what's in that bag till we get to Talkback Mountain. Yeah. You've spent 24 hours uh-huh. building this up. Everyone's wondering what are the prizes. Ed's actually been out and not raided the prize cupboard nope. and got a lot of, you know, free giveaways. Which I could have done. This is actual stuff yep. he's obtained. Paid for. Legally, yep, himself, and I just want to say that on the just as a uh, as a teaser, yeah. the on the bag it says jewelry, perfume, gifts <laughs> could right. be any one of those. That's going to get people hanging in, you reckon? <laughs> All right, and so. where is our co-host, Steve Franklin, on the Kingsway? <laughs> no idea. Uh, <laughs> in transit, what are we doing, Tony? Our the, guests don't really want to show up on time. It's what? the latest craze, not showing up. Forget <laughs> this. It's, you know, it's not cool if you're actually here at the beginning of the no, program. No, You Thank look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's uh, take this opportunity, I think, to, to uh, draw our attention to some of the big stories that we've right. been ignoring. We've been talking about miners yeah, and the no, budget and no. uh, what about the booby in peril? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Federal Government of Australia has sidestepped its own environmental laws to build a $336 million detention centre on Christmas Island, despite right. the facility being nestled between pristine rainforest and national parkland, which is home to an endangered Australian bird. Were you aware of this? No. The local community has voiced concerns about the project's impact on the Abbott's booby. <laughs> A bird that breeds only in the island's rainforest. The booby is in danger. But Abbott's booby. What are we going to do about the Abbott's booby? They'll have to suckle on Tony Abbott's booby. <laughs> okay, let's go to a song. <laughs> Sorry, it's all I can think of. It's all off the top of his head. I should point that out. Yeah, you, that I wasn't mean, written. You're onto something. Do we need a telethon? Oh, do we need Save Our Boobies? <laughs> That's something Channel 10 could get behind. They could get that mother and daughter fake tits team from Big Brother. That's a good start. Save Our Boobies. <laughs> See, that'd get on the telly because it's got boobies in it. That'd run for days on end. <laughs> and uh, what is a booby? Like, what kind of bird is it? Is it, it cute? Because you know how I hate, like, trying to save uncute animals. I have to say, it looks a bit haughty to me. Oh, does it? It looks a bit full of itself. <laughs> Look at that booby. Yeah, you take a look at look. that photo. That is... Oh, that's a bird that's had it too good for too long. <laughs> that's that's what that is. I've already turned on the booby. Yeah, I. sorry. Um, I'm, out, I'm out for the telethon. Bugger the booby. That, that'll do. They can fend for itself. <laughs> what about wearable cheese? There's a story oh. that, frankly, a lot of shows on Triple M haven't been game to tackle. Scared. Let's bring it on. The makers of the world-famous blue cheese, Stilton, mm-hmm. have launched a perfume. <laughs> oh, de Stilton aims to recreate the earthy and fruity aroma of Stilton in an eminently wearable perfume. Eminently wearable. Eminently wearable. A Manchester-based aromatics company was commissioned by the Stilton Cheesemakers Association, and don't they go off. Bedtime. Oh, those Stilton. <laughs> Listen, get them in a room. Woo. <laughs> the Stilton talk goes till dawn. <laughs> Uh, they've been commissioned, the aromatics company, by the cheesemakers to synthesise the perfume as part of a campaign to persuade more people to eat their product. So the thinking goes, you walk past someone, you think, they smell nice. Yeah. What else smells like that that I could eat? Is that cheese? (laughs) Are you wearing cheese? 
<laughs> is it blue cheese the one with the mould in it? Does it have mould in it, Stilton? I'm not a Stilton Mars buff. Bar? Call Ma- in. Mars Bar. That's Richard Marsland that's <laughs> panelling the show these days. You've decided to call him Mars Bar. Yeah, I just like to think that he's filled with nougat. So... <laughs> Or perhaps Stilton. <laughs> I thought we were going nickname free on this show. Oh, I know, I know. You couldn't resist. All right. Well, I call him Richard Marsland, but yeah. I, Mars Bar's got sizzle. That's all I'm saying. You don't like Marslow? <laughs> you ever get Marslow? <laughs> no, I don't get Marslow, but the thing is about Mars Bar is that when when I was started, I was starting to be called Mars Bar in high school, yeah. and then a gay club in my hometown <laughs> of Adelaide opened up called the Mars Bar, the only gay club in town. <laughs> okay. There's this, there was a guy who I worked with uh, in Sydney on the street, on the, on the street team. Who was like a you know like a rockin' dude like he was in he played a lot of bass really good yeah. musician you know played in a rock band <laughs> he was telling me about the first band he was ever in yeah. which was a rock a hard rock band called Stonewall <laughs> named after the fantastic you know, famous gay bar in Sydney all right <laughs> well let's see if we can come up with a non gay bar related uh, nickname all right for Maslow <laughs> but getting back to Oda Stilton yeah right sorry blue Stilton cheese has a very distinctive mellow aroma it smells our, bad doesn't it I thought it does I thought it kind of stank a bit you want to get around smelling of cheese <laughs> is that what the ladies are into you're out there on the market Ed. yeah obviously you know not smelling of cheese not getting any action that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing wrong I'm going to rub some craft singles on myself before just I go out whop a square <laughs> under each arm and you're away when you said wearable cheese yeah. in my head I had this vision of a cheese suit well a cheese kind of mesh singlet wow I'm picturing a whole three-piece corduroy suit made entirely. Covered in, and covered in wax. <laughs> made from craft singles. I love the idea. Uh, the, what was I saying? Uh, is, you can wear Stilton. This is a quote from someone calling themselves a Stilton spokesman, Nigel White. Bill's, uh, Blue Stilton cheese has a very distinctive mellow aroma, and our perfumier was able to capture the key essence of that scent and recreate it in what is an admittedly unusual... <laughs> But highly wearable perfume. I've got to smell it. Yeah. Unless you're wearing cheese, you're nobody in this town. <laughs> Any sign of that Heath Franklin yet? Not yet. Okay. I think you could attract a lot of cracker makers. If you're <laughs> <laughs> this is our opening break. I s- yeah, sorry, yeah. man. Here's what we're going to do. Wales. You want to talk Wales? Big time. I was watching a documentary on the Discovery Channel last night. Of course you were. And, you know, it's full of interesting whale facts. Have a listen to this. In the Pacific Ocean, male humpback whales announce themselves to females with a song. What is that song? Can you make it out? Have a listen. Recognise that? Oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> They love a bit of Brian Adams. Those humpback whales. <laughs> that be beds are burning. That's Midnight Oil here at Triple M. It's Get This. And a big hello to anyone uh, listening this morning uh, with diabetes. There's a lot of people out oh, there yeah. with it, Ed. Mm. Uh, and a special hello to any fat person who's been caught on the news from the waist uh, down. There was so much of that last night. So much of that footage. The forgotten victims of diabetes. <laughs> Don't you think? The televised victims. You know, when you're just sitting at home and you, you hear the phrase soaring obesity levels and you look up at the telly and go, that's my ass. <laughs> They're the people that have been forgotten during this epidemic. Hey, let's have a round of applause for our guest, Heath Franklin. He's here. Hey, mate. Yes, finally made it. Now, not to be confused with Bob Franklin, uh, you're easily startled, unlike Bob. <laughs> uh, that's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> See? Case in point. Startled right there. <laughs> Freaking out. You're Ronnie Johns from that Ronnie Johns show and also Chopper Reed. Yes, indeed. 
we had your manager call up and say, do you want him as Chopper or do you want him as yourself? Is there a sort of, um, do you go on some shows as Chopper? Is that right? Uh, well, I don't have to bring the mustache for radio ones as Chopper, right. but, um, <laughs> which is nice. But uh, everyone wants Chopper. No yeah. one wants me. So thanks for wanting me. No, you, we've said to your manager, <laughs> but, you know, we just can't have that much swearing on the TV, <laughs> on the radio, pardon yeah. me, at this yeah. time of the morning. And he's got all haughty. He's gone, hey, there's a lot more to the character than just swearing, mate. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> you, you, what you do when you're writing a chopper script is you write sort of a standard script right. at, for about half the length and then you add the F words and it sort of <laughs> bang fills out to the time you want. Really. You're away. Now, I'm sure a lot of people are asking you about uh, the real chopper read. You, were you in some kind of photo spread with him recently or was that achieved with Photoshop? No, no, I was there. Uh, we turned up to have some photos taken for uh, a magazine and the photographer guy kind of was like, here, Chopper, you have a meat cleaver, and Heath, you have a slightly smaller meat cleaver. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I could have really been given about 50 meat cleavers and it would have made a difference. <laughs> he, he would have had me. And how was he, you know, with you? Uh, Has he seen the, the program? He, he has a sort of subtle blend of intimidation and, and friendliness that he yeah. sort of works over <laughs> at the same time. Um where, you know, just when you think everything's getting on well, he, he's insistent and you have your ears cut off to do a better job. <laughs> um, I, I kind of tried explaining to him that I have, you know, sunglasses to wear and hats to wear and all sorts of things to do with my yeah. ears. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to rule out the possibility of an earring down the line or something like that. But, um, but no, he was fairly insistent that I haven't taken off to do a proper job. <laughs> wow. So, he's a perfectionist. Yeah. He? He, he knows what he wants. Exactly. And that's for me to cut my ears off. <laughs> But he used to, I mean, I remember when we did Mark Malloy, he used to call up Sansi Robinson, who was uh, assistant producer on the show, mm. and want to come on the show. And it was sort of pre the lovable chopper. You remember <laughs> ah, before yes. that El McFeast appearance, he was a scary guy, and we wouldn't have him on the show. And people would say, oh, is that for ethical reasons that you're not going to have to? I'm going, no, I'm just sketch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's killed 19 blokes or something. But now he's sort of wheeled out for commercials and yeah. he's available for photo shoots, and he's becoming a sort of lovable member of uh, society. Well, he's, he's an artist now. Yeah, he's That's... quite a good artist, I have to say. Well, I actually haven't seen any of it. I've been trying to track it down, but... Um... It must be soothing him in some ways or have some therapeutic value or something. But um. Well, I think a lot of people uh, developed a bit of sympathy for Chopper Reed when they saw his Australian story. Did you ever yeah. see that? No, I didn't. He was one of these people who, back in the early 60s, it was just apparently shock treatment was just standard practice for everything. Mm. You know, athlete's foot, oh, well, electricity. <laughs> That's the answer. And it was way more severe than the amounts of electricity they're giving their housemates and big brother. <laughs> it was severe. And, well, you know, Chopper Reed was given like about 7 million volts a day for several, yes. and you can sort of <laughs> start to put it together. <laughs> you can start to... The equivalent to our cup of coffee, though, for Chopper, really. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't get out of bed. He would have asked for a little biscuit to go on the side, I think. <laughs> and where, so where did that idea come from? Of uh, Is that just something you were doing to amuse yourself? that ended up on the telly? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's not that easy. You don't just sort of stagger in front of a camera. But, no. Um, yeah, I was doing um, around university just for friends kind of thing after doing university shows. And someone was like, oh, we should put that in one of our reviews. And um, so, yeah, I did it there. And then after that, did it at the comedy festival. And then after that, sort of, yeah, found myself standing in front of a studio audience <laughs> going, how the hell did this happen? And now Logie nominee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, that was a beautiful moment, Heath, when they cut to the the nominees for your category, yeah. and everyone was kind of sitting there, you know, gently smiling. And you had what four drinks, a few yeah, they, cigarettes they, behind your ear, and they framed a lot of drinks out actually. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Cigarettes behind the edge. Chopper wouldn't have liked that. There he is again. Yeah. <laughs> he got rid of them. Showing off with his ear capacity. <laughs> and do you have any uh, Logie bombshells? Was there? I know, you know, it was a couple of weeks ago now, but was there any activity? You always hear about the activity in the toilets. Uh, well, I mean... The toilets were a bit weird, but mostly because you walked into the men's toilets and there were lots of makeup products, and then you're like, right. you do the quick check around, you're like, am I in the right? And then you see urinals and your sort of heart slows down <laughs> again. And um, What kind of makeup? Just like foundation and... Yeah, a lot of powder. Like that. Is that I what mean, you're saying? Wow, touch yeah, yourself up. well, a lot of powder indeed. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yes. There was a story years ago at the Logies, I won't name any names, but uh, one of these people from, like, uh, you know, your Channel 31 channel <laughs> were just charging into uh, <laughs> the toilets of the Logies and just putting the the camera up over the, oh, yes. the top of the thing. And I think a certain celebrity was uh, nose down on the toilet seat. That's great. And uh, rushed out, grabbed the cameraman. And uh, called their lawyer on the mobile phone, and uh, stood around for half an hour while the lawyer arrived to dispose yes. of the footage. Brimming wow. with self confidence. No that's doubt. the kind of stuff I want to see on yeah, the Logies. That's good stuff. You know, yeah. they have that. What is it? The arrivals, and they just interview people about uh, what. The what about a departures? <laughs> <laughs> what about a bit of that at the end of the show? <laughs> what are you wearing? Jack Daniels. <laughs> I'd like to see that package. Uh, Heath, uh, do you want to stick around? We've got more. Yeah, I'll stick around. We've got more rubbish to do. Here, get this. That's Blunty with Wise Men here and get this on Triple M, Tony Martin, Ed Cavalier and Heath Franklin joining us today. You've seen him on the Ronnie Johns show. He is Ronnie Johns. What's the story? Your series was cut in half, was it? Uh, yeah, we um, decided not to try and battle with all the over Christmas business and did a bunch of episodes beforehand a bunch after. Right. And do you get... What sort of reaction do you get from people on the street? Is it a show that people like or...? It's a show that people have not seen. Right. For the most part. Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> um, which was... Uh, became quite evident at the Logies when we were sort of all piled into a limousine. And uh, as each limousine pulled up with, you know, the host of Neighbours or Home and Away stars, they'd get out the red carpet and the sort of the seating they have set up there was filled with sort of teenage girls and, and middle-aged women who would all go crazy and, you know, almost faint. And we got out of the limo and there was this kind of confused <laughs> <laughs> sound where people didn't quite know what were going on or whether we were just some ugly security guards or, <laughs> or what. So there was one stage where the photographers... I uh, said to the girls in our cast, or if the girlfriends could just stand at either end of the photo. Oh, dear. And they were kind of like, is that the glass ceiling I can feel? <laughs> oh, that glass ceiling. <laughs> yeah. You can't get away. You, you can get to the glass ceiling and you can press your naked breasts against it. That's allowed <laughs> yeah. and that's as far as you can get. Leave some lipstick marks or something. But obviously <laughs> enough people have seen the show and are fans of it to get along to see you doing, uh, well, uh, a show that I can't even say the name of. Let's just abbreviate it to Chopper's Bingo, shall we? Yes. <laughs> Chopper's Bingo with flavouring. <laughs> what exactly is it? Is this a genuine bingo night? Yes, it is. Um, it's bingo the way it should be, though. Because, I mean, really bingo is the new base jumping where it all comes down. It's an adrenaline <laughs> sport. And um, we've just tried to sort of, you know, update it a bit, take it to the 21st century and put a moustache on it, really. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've been doing this all over, but uh, I guess the next show would be uh, at the Riverside Theatres in Parramatta uh, from May 21st to June 4th. Uh, so so pe people coming along can expect comedy and bingo. That's what, together at last. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, 
yeah, and other shenanigans that will probably involve lawsuits of various descriptions. There you go. There was trouble. You did it during the Melbourne Comedy Festival. There was a bit of trouble one night, wasn't there? Yeah, it got cut short when uh, two people having nunchucker fights with sausages went out of control. And <laughs> Not again. Yeah, I know. You know, the usual. So... There's a lot about a lot of it about uh, as is a uh, computer hacking. There's a uh, lot of I love a bit. Can I just say I, I'm often I'm impressed by computer hacking. Yeah, I can't turn one on, so I'm really impressed when people hack stuff. What about this bloke in England? Have you been following his work? Bloke who broke into oh, the, the Pentagon. Pentagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not not, not, not strongly. What yeah. happened? Well, I see. I always assumed that um, computer hacking was fairly complex. Yeah, you know, beyond most of us. Mm. But uh, have listened to this interview uh, conducted by Get This Is. Tony Martin. <laughs> well, I'm here with Gary Melmont, the man who's accused of uh, hacking into the computer system at the Pentagon and wreaking havoc online. Um, Good morning. Obviously, um, doing something like this would require skills. It must have taken years to, to develop. Um, uh, not not really, no. Uh, it's, it's pretty straightforward, really. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah. I can give you a demonstration if you want. Uh, there we go. Uh, if you look on the screen, that's your Pentagon uh, site there. Yeah, that's the, the front page. Obviously, anyone can, can get to that. Um, hacking into the system itself must take years to... Uh, no, it's pretty simple. Uh, it's just Alt, Control, Delete. And there you go, we're in. <laughs> Sorry, what, what did you just do there? It's all control delete, and you're in. Alt control delete. It's as simple as that, is it? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm talking out of school. I mean, it's pretty standard hacking <laughs> procedure. Right. So we're what? We're inside the Pentagon's computer system. Yeah, yeah. As you can see, uh, access to all the uh, missile guidance. You've got your uh, launch procedures. Hang, hang on a second. I mean, uh, you can't actually do anything with this stuff, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, what, what would you like? Um, don't no. Don't don't touch anything. I mean. Obviously, people would need passwords. You haven't uh, got the passwords to no, get to. No, you don't. Don't really need the password. It's just uh, Alt Control and uh, Delete. There you go. And uh, hang on, what have I done? Hey, there? What have you done? What? What? What, what, oh, what have you done? Sorry, I thought I'd uh, thought I'd launched a, a nuclear missile there on uh, China. But you you wouldn't have. That's it. Wouldn't be that simple. Uh, no, you'd need for that. You'd need uh, Alt Control Caps Lock Delete. There you go. There you go. And um, we're off. Sorry, what, what what have you done? A uh, thermonuclear missile uh, headed towards Beijing. Sorry, you, you, this is a joke, isn't it? We, there's no way you uh, can... No, that, that's a full-scale nuclear emergency. It's about uh, probably 45 seconds till impact. Is, is there any way to, to, to call this off? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just all control shift delete. Oh, that doesn't seem to have worked. And all control delete shift... No, they've obviously upgraded. Bloody hell, they normally don't do this for another 10 years. Uh, well, that's a bugger. So hang on, hang on, we've got a nuclear missile heading for Beijing. Yeah, Is that uh, what you're telling me? Oh, God. Um, uh, hang on. Uh, China's got your uh, um, anti-missile defence system now. I'll just have to go to their website. Uh, right. All control delete. And uh, oh, uh, that's all Chinese. God. What's the equivalent? Uh, there we go. And crisis averted. What, what did you do there? I just uh, launched a counter missile uh, from the bunkers hidden deep uh, beneath the people's city. And you just did that with all, all control, control delete. delete? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> um, this has been fascinating. No drama. Um, 
sorry, uh, can I just ask, what uh, radio are you from? Uh, Triple M, all across the country. Triple M, right, right. When, when will this uh, be on? Uh, not sure yet. I tell you what, you can just go to the website and uh, you can play it back on... Um, on streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Look, uh, podcast or, or can, something. Can you send me a tape? I, I can never get that f JavaScript to work. Sure. Get this. To stop them, we must have the best possible intelligence. For census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. The home of devolution. It's get this <laughs> here on Triple M. Uh, myself, Tony Martin, Ed Cavalier, and Hello. of course, Heath Franklin. You know him from the Ronnie Johns show. Touring at the moment with Chopper's effing bingo show. Coming soon to Parramatta. Uh, Heath, have you been following the Todd and Brandt saga? Todd and Brandt's excellent adventure? Yes, I have been very, very closely. I'm um, seeing you as Brandt in the next series of Ronnie Johns. That's just, I, can, I can see that happening. I'm using yeah, Brandt's own psychic prediction powers. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I heard he uh, had a go. Brandt was communicating telepathically with his wife while he was down the hole. Wow. Yeah. Is there, have they tested this? I don't know if there's been actual tests, oh. but it's a television opportunity waiting there. Yeah, betcha. Psychic Brandt. No. <laughs> I want to see a show called gonna... <laughs> Crossing Over with Brandt. Are his powers only effective from a kilometre below the earth? <laughs> see, that's it. They'd have to build a studio, a tiny studio, a kilometre below the earth. Yeah. With just room for Brandt and Kerry-Ann Kennelly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kerry-Ann's gown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, psychic friend, and someone else tried. But anything else? Like, do, what do we know? What they he did, was a? Did she say to him uh, first? Oh, I knew you were communicating with me, or did he say, "Oh, I was communicating with you telepathically"? And she went, "Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, you were." It doesn't really yeah, say. Any more information? There's not a lot of psychic information in the papers. Yeah, but yeah, they were in constant communication. It's well, nice. Mm. Don't come up, Naomi Robson's still here. <laughs> Stay down there. <laughs> Um, and also, you've got uh, domain names. Somebody has registered www. Todd. Is it Todd Russell? Am I oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. ToddRussell.com, brandweb.com. <laughs> Someone's tried to get them, and the government stepped in and gone, no. No, come on. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> what would you do with that? What would you I do if you've got brandweb.com? And this doesn't pay off. What if the, like, what if you've gone to all this trouble, and then those, and then he doesn't want it? Yeah. What do you do? You've just got to make a tribute website. <laughs> it's just going to be called brandweb.com and, yeah, free Viagra. <laughs> That's all it'll be. Uh, what other uh, dimensions do we have? Kim Beasley is already trumpeting the upcoming telly movie. That, you know, he wants to play Brant. <laughs> Could he do it? Yeah. Does he have the psychic abilities? Wait, wait, how big was the space down there? <laughs> no, not room for one Beasley. <laughs> Couldn't get it in there. But um, Kim Beasley said, this is going to be a great Australian book and a great Australian film, and so it should be. Mm. But is it going to be a great Australian film, do you think? It's like Ned Kelly times two, I reckon. Oh. In terms of the lore of it and, you know, the place in history, it's it's just... But the thing is that the kind of film that Kim Beasley's talking about, they don't need to make that because we can all see it in our heads. Yeah. We can see them coming out with the triumphant music playing. <laughs> yeah, the, the end slow there. motion camera up through a little bit of um, like fog and stuff. Yeah. And e extras who haven't been told not to overact <laughs> really joyously kind of jumping and trying to get their heads in frame. But it's like when, you know, there was going to be a Chappelle Corby movie. Remember that? Oh, Until no, really? details of the family started to emerge oh, yeah. and suddenly that went away. <laughs> but it was just going to be a story of hope and triumph and a sort of... Kate Winslet playing Chappelle Gorby, oh, you know, wow. dressed as a nun, worshipping <laughs> at a single candle. 
in the corner of a cell. Oh, I'm crying you're going, already. You're going, no, that's not the film. The interesting stuff was what was going on around. They needed Robert Altman to come in and make a film <laughs> with the bloke from Crazy John's. Remember that? <laughs> the bloke from Crazy John's was involved. Was. No one batted an he eyelid was. at that. And then wasn't he sued by somebody else who yeah. was, said they were crazier? Yeah, that's true. He Remember? couldn't prove he was the craziest. And you're going, there's your movie. <laughs> Everything that's going on around. And the same with this deal. It's yeah. not so much what's going on down the mine and hope and courage and yeah. triumph. It's, it's the th- bloke at home getting domain names. <laughs> it's you know? the bloke, the <laughs> journalists battling for their corner of the mine up top. It's Naomi Robson. Hassling old people as to how they feel. <laughs> it's whoever that journalist was who said, and uh, Paul Murray on, on Triple M revealed that uh, there was one journalist who wouldn't use the public toilets, who uh, said, quote, I don't do public toilets. No, fair enough. Went and took a dump in the Winnebago. Plumbing wasn't connected up. <laughs> There's your movie. <laughs> this, what was going on up top is all the good gear for the movie. I don't want to see, you know, wind beneath your wings. Here comes Brad. No. No, I don't. I want to see a man taking a dump in a Winnebago. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a story of hope and triumph. Uh, it's time to climb Talkback Mountain. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're talking about addictions mm. because people are addicted to their mobile phone. You guys, Heath, do you have a mobile phone? Yes, I do. Addicted to it? Can't leave the house without it? Start getting jittery, edgy if you haven't got the phone in your pocket? I actually enjoy it a little bit when I forget it. Oh. you kind of like, well, that's... You remember what life was like in 1996. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you remember when you used to meet people and you didn't, you actually made proper plans. I'm like, I'll meet you in Sydney and then we'll have a phone call and narrow it down from there. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to meet you outside the cinemas at 7.15 and if you're not there, I'm on a bus. <laughs> Crazy times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, users are experiencing personal problems ranging from agitation if forced to turn off their phones to low self-esteem if they do not get calls or texts. Yeah. Now, I don't have a mobile phone, so this doesn't uh, bother me. I don't know any more people than I knew in 1996. (laughs) I don't have anything more to say than I had in 1996. And I just don't get interrupted all day. You have so much more time. I mean, it's like email. I have email. That's exhausting. Yeah. It takes about an hour and a half to get through But what about small incidental things? What if you were meant to meet someone somewhere and and you've kind of forgotten where or you're a bit late or something? What do you do then? Just don't turn up. Uh, Stay at home. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I, I... I don't know. Everyone says to me, you know, if you haven't got a mobile phone, this is what people will say. Oh, well, mate, what's going to happen when you're stranded in the outback? True. Okay, when am I going to be in the outback? (laughs) That's never going to happen. Certainly not since Wolf Creek. (laughs) I'm never leaving the city again. So, anyway, addictions. Let's talk about not just mobile phones, anything that you're addicted to. Please don't call up and say heroin. No. (laughs) We have enough of that. That's what I would do. It makes for bad radio, really, doesn't it? (laughs) But uh, do you have any, uh, any addictions, guys, you want to get out? I was addicted to bounty bars for a long time. Ooh. Delicious, delicious bounty bars. That could be one. Yeah. Popping plastic. I'm addicted to the popping plastic. <laughs> I just can't get just enough. Just see you doing that. That's can't great. Get enough of the popping plastic. Heath, any addictions? Uh, Indian food is something I've been fighting uh, for dude. a long time. Don't go down a mine. No. <laughs> what about, uh, here's what I'm addicted to. I've got a friend who works at the Federal Mint. Oh, yeah. And I am addicted to just constantly saying to him, Mate, that's just a license to print money. Hey. It's appalling. But I just it's an awesome joke. It's the only time you can legitimately use that phrase. Uh, it is. It is. Sorry, I got distracted. I just love You're being distracted by the fact that everyone wants to know what the Ed Cavalier prize pack is. He's producing the prize pack. Here it, here it comes. 
All right, everybody. Having a whinge that we weren't giving anything away, decided yeah, yeah. to track down went prizes with his own. Went out and got himself some, got you guys some prizes. Uh, there is a first consolation prize, which is a uh, leather imitation uh, uh, um, bra- bracelet with real fake diamantes. This looks like a dog collar. How dare you? That is <laughs> co- that is costume rock jewelry. So uh, there's no there's, people aren't competing for this. It's just everyone who calls in gets a prize. Gets a from prize. The- okay, then we've also got Opal's tone. How about that? Opal's real Opal necklace. Wow, with a W on it. If uh, for winner. Uh, that's the second consolation prize. We've got another one of those with an S on it. Yeah. I figure someone with an S is going to call up because it's the most common first name. Uh, those are the three <laughs> consolation prizes. And the major prize is a light blue T-shirt with a man in a, a gas mask and the t- and then some words that say who farted. Oh, what other show is offering you that? <laughs> Keith is really impressed. He's running out. He's going to call in himself. So I'll give us a call. That's what we're playing for. Opal's. Fart gags and dog collars. <laughs> what other show gives you that much? Call us with your addiction. Something legal, if possible. Yeah. Talkback Mountain, one triple three five three. It's Powderfinger, my happiness here at Get This on Triple M. And we're, well, we're climbing Talkback Mountain. <laughs> the results of Ed's shoplifting spree. <laughs> A fabulous selection of prizes. We have Heath Franklin from the Ronnie Johns Show. You've seen his work as Chopper Reed. Uh, Chopper's effing bingo is uh, doing the rounds. And, and you've actually got prizes. You've got tickets to that, have you? That's right. That's wow! Upstaged. Nobody, every other show, nobody's listening to any other show. Uh-uh. They're listening to the one with the opals. And, and some, the, of that, some of that delicious bling. The bingo action. Uh, we're talking addictions. Are you addicted to something? We need to know about it. Who's first? Uh, g'day, Peter. Hey, Jan. Good, how are you? Oh, too bad. Where are you? Uh, Brisbane. Brisbane land. What are you addicted to? Uh, counting signs and stuff while I'm driving. Oh. <laughs> really? You can't oh. turn it off, is that right? I only get to about 40 because I've got a low attention span. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's, you've got two actual uh, conditions that are fighting each other in a way. Oh, you get up that far, then you get bored, and then start again. Right. <laughs> is it is it at the point where you actually go driving to feed your addiction? No, no, no. But but the thing is, what's really confusing is you know the plastic Lego blocks. Yeah. yeah. When they don't put them orange white, and they put a couple of oranges together, yeah. and oh, it just yeah. really mucks up things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ruins your day. Yeah. Depressing. <laughs> oh, Peter, I know what's going to cheer up that depression. How about how about an S? How about an opal necklace with an S on the on the on, on it? Yeah, whatever. What? <laughs> right, that's you know, it, Peter. It's a great prize back when the response is yeah, whatever. Yeah, price for you. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Yeah, good luck. See ya. Have fun out there on the yeah. roads. In a couple of years, he won't be able to afford that addiction. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks, Mark. Hello, Mark. G'day. Hi, how are you? Very well. What, how are you? Good, mate. What's your addiction? Uh, television. Oh. Yeah. Anything or? No, just, yeah, absolutely anything, actually. Mostly I'll just watch commercials and anything like that. But I'm a reformed addict. I've been without TV now for about two and a bit years. Two oh, and congratulations. A bit. So you have no idea what's going on in the Big Brother house? Well, I get a little bit of an idea because you hear it. You can't get away from that sort of stuff. But, no. you know. It's, it's all right. I, I survive still. Like, if I go around to someone's house, this is where it gets real depressing. If I go to someone's house and we're going for dinner and the TV's on, they won't get much conversation out of me. Ah, right. uh, you just fall back in. How's your life changed since you got out of TV? Sorry? How's your life changed since you gave up TV? Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, 
uh, conversations obviously coming along. <laughs> well, hang on, let me just turn the TV off. Ah, Bye. boom, boom. All right, jokes like that are going to get you uh, the delicious uh, bracelet, the faux leather diamante bracelet. Yeah. Hey? You don't reckon I could get the W? All right, you can. Oh, <laughs> wow. You, you win. You can put, wear it upside down and make it an M. How about that? <laughs> That's even better. Booyah. It's a tough right. negotiation with Ed <laughs> on the prize counter. <laughs> hey, hey, Wayne. Wayne, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you going? Good, man. What's your diction? Triple M com- radio competition. <laughs> oh, you're not one of these prize pigs that we hear about, are you? Uh, I think I must have been to Grand Prix four years in a row with you. I've been go-karting, won electric shaver, CDs. <laughs> Can't get enough, but it's all been leading to this point, has it not? Yeah. Oh, this is the grand finale. Yeah, I know what you want, Wayne. You want the Diamante bracelets. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Price tag still on it. It might say a dollar, but I assure you I paid less. <laughs> and w- what is your technique, Wayne? Are you one of these people who dials the first, you know, six numbers Whoa. and then just waits? No, I just got the fast redial happening. Oh, uh, fast redial. There you go. Thanks, wow. man. He's furious that he didn't get the who farted No, that's being saved. It's saved <laughs> for, st- uh, for our last call. Steve, are you there? Oh, we lost Steve. We lost Steve. What was he addicted oh, to? He was addicted to telling bad jokes. Oh, right. And a I snap. Yeah. Oh, no, hey, Steve's back. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You... Steve's back, I think. Are you there, Steve? Steve? No, not back. Oh, well, Steve, you get the T-shirt, the who farted T-shirt. Wow. Uh, and, yeah, a bit of an anti-climax, actually. <laughs> It looks really deflated. Really like you spent 24 hours right getting ready for this segment and it's just on the floor in pieces. Everyone hates the prize this time. No, I reckon. No, I think you're wrong. I think you can come back from this. Yeah. I think tomorrow's segment will be a lot more dynamic. I'm going to go get more prizes. Yeah, what are you working on? Uh, Maybe a stick. No, I just a couple of rocks that you found in the street. <laughs> Maybe that could work. I was going to like make some stuff, but people hate it. <laughs> oh, what a sad <laughs> ending. <laughs> Heath, uh, Wow. You've got those fabulous tickets to Chopper's Bingo. Yeah, or if you would prefer, I've got some macaroni art that I've been working on. <laughs> um, some silver spray paint and it's a smiley face. So it's... The segment of Kings. <laughs> Talk back mountain. Get this. There's more behind this than meets the eye. For senses, one, two, three, four on Triple M. That would be Snow Patrol. You're all I have here at Triple M. Let's get this winding up for another one. Heath Franklin has been sitting in for the whole show. Thanks very much. Thank you very much for tolerating me. And uh, Chopper's effing bingo is coming to the Riverside Theatres in Parramatta from uh, May 21st to June 4th. Have you got your pens out? People who want to know where you can get the tickets, here it comes. If you're in Sydney, call this number, double eight three nine double three double nine now and in fact the first five people who call up uh, from Sydney will get themselves free tickets obviously we'd like them to call up in the chopper voice is that, is that a good idea do you think Keith? Yeah, why not why not have an imitation of an imitation of an imitation <laughs> there you go <laughs> let's, let's send it down the line it's one triple three five three is the number for those tickets I think we do have Steve on the line are you there Steve? Yeah, I am now. Yeah, listen, I'm not addicted to mobile phones. The bloody things drop out. No. Sorry about that, guys. That's all right. Tell us your bad joke real quick, mate. Hey? Tell us one of your bad jokes that you're addicted to real quick. Okay, they're uh, like two-liners. You ask a question and you answer it. Like in a normal situation, like someone gives you a cigarette and you say, have you got a light, Mac? And then you say, no, but i got a dark overcoat. Oh, oh, listen, another one quick. I'm in the shower with the wife and you're looking for the soap. Two nuns in the shower. One says... Where's the soap? And the other one says, yes, it does, doesn't it? 
I'm confused, but you are the winner <laughs> of the light blue Who Farted T-shirt. Yay! Yeah, that's the response I'm looking for. Is that? You may call every day, Steve. Well You're done. You're a king man, Steve. <laughs> All right, Dan, just stay on the line. That's the happy ending we've been waiting for. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, Heath. Thanks to everyone who called us up with an addiction, and I think today's key phrase was, save our boobies. <laughs> We'll be back tomorrow with Santo Chilaro. And it's all thanks to Census. One, two, three, four.